Hey there, moms. And kids. Welcome to the Unclutter It Mommy and Me podcast. <laughs> Every other week, we will discuss simple solutions for getting different aspects of your home and life organized. And when we're not talking about organization, we will bring you bi-weekly episodes just for your kids. That's right. In order to practice those organizing tips you learn here, you can pop on every other episode where we will entertain your kiddos with fun facts, jokes, and maybe even sneak in a few subliminal kid-related organizational messages while you get to work. So let's get organized and have a little fun while we do it. Let's get organized! Hello! This week, I want to talk to you about a few of the jobs I've had over the last nine years of organizing for other people in the Detroit area. A kind of tell-all, if you will. Just kidding. Anyone who's hired me and is listening can calm down now. I have a terrible memory. But I do remember some jobs that stick out. And I wanted to share because I think they all have the same factor in common. It doesn't matter if you have a lot of money or not a lot of money or you live in a really big house or you have a small house. If you have one cat or you have eight cats, (laughs) every one of these stories I want to tell you today starts with someone reaching out for help. We can all use a little helping hand from time to time and it can be scary asking for help. I know because I don't like asking for help myself, but just like anything in life, It takes practice before you can get good at it. So keep that in mind as you listen to my stories today, because all of these people allowed themselves to be vulnerable and ask a complete stranger, myself, to come in and help them when they needed help. So maybe you're listening today and you're feeling overwhelmed with life, and perhaps you might be encouraged to reach out for help yourself after today. That's my hope anyway. All right, now who's ready for some story time? Okay, during my time as a professional organizer, I've seen lots of interesting things. Most of my jobs, though, are what I would consider normal jobs. And these are just families that need help with organizing because they're busy. They need help putting systems in place so they can be successful in the future. Now, sometimes the homes I visit, they just look so organized. I walk in and I wonder what they could possibly even need help with. But I know they'll be taking me to a guest room or a basement or a garage or an attic that's overflowing with stuff because these are typically the places and homes where decisions go to die. And now it's become too overwhelming. So the family has reached out for help. There are also times where the home is mostly organized, but then there are little pockets of clutter everywhere that keep building up. And the family's decided that they need an outsider's perspective to help them with some better solutions. Some clients reach out to me for help to get their homes organized, maybe before they have a baby, after baby is here with all the baby gadgets and accessories when their parents are ready to move into maybe an assisted living home or after parents have passed away. And none of these reasons are wrong why you would hire a professional organizer. Okay, 
I wanted to share some interesting times I've had with clients where the situations were not what I would consider normal jobs. And that's why they stick out because they're not necessarily normal, whatever normal is. Um, This is not meant to be a tell-all where past clients' most embarrassing fears are projected out into the podcast world, but instead to prove that everyone needs help. And that's okay. I hold no judgment whatsoever towards anyone who's ever reached out for help. Asking for help is so hard to do, and I don't take the responsibility of helping someone get their life back on track lightly. Now, I can tell when clients have asked me for help but are extremely embarrassed because they talk super fast and I can't get a word in edgewise. So I just let them finish. (laughs) They dart from room to room, making it very difficult for me to even keep up with them. But once the grand tour of clutter is finished, some clients almost breathe a sigh of relief. Their secret is out and it's safe with me because I like to remind clients I have the worst memory ever and I will likely forget what their home even looked like before I arrived because it's true. If I don't write things down, I can't remember anymore. I have serious mom brain, which is good for clients who are hiring me. (laughs) I can remember a handful of stories, but the details of most remain pretty fuzzy and jobs just begin to blur together because every pile of clutter day after day, new job after new job begins to look quite similar to me. They all look the same. They're just piles of stuff. But I am so proud of these vulnerable people who reach out for help from a complete stranger, me, because there was a time in my life where I desperately needed help, but I didn't have the courage to ask. And we'll talk more about that in future episodes, but it's always better to ask because what's the worst that could really happen to you? Someone will tell you no. One of my very first jobs as an organizer was in the suburb of Detroit long time ago before I even had my daughter. And it was with a lady who had called asking for help with her unorganized basement. And she invited me into her home and I noticed she had cats. Lots of cats. Lots of cats. They were roaming freely all over the house and they followed us from room to room. Not like one or two cats. I'm talking... 15 to 20 cats. I could not count all the cats. Now, this client gave me a tour of her home and asked questions throughout the tour about these piles of clutter that she just couldn't make decisions about. But her main complaint was the basement because that's where decisions go to die. Anyway, on the way there, on top of the refrigerator, there were several vases that were blocking the cupboard doors behind them. And I assumed this was another pocket of clutter that she wanted to address until she told me that these 15 vases, I'm making air quotes, were actually urns that were filled with the remains of her deceased pets. I can't make this stuff up, people. My imagination is not that cool. Anyway, I did notice that there was, in fact, a collar around the base of each of these vases. Anyway, she said, we're not touching those. Okay. That was a first for me. Anyway, we went to the garage. 
no longer housed a car, but now it was a cat paradise. And we were not touching that either. I think she just wanted to show off her cat house. (laughs) Anyway, our tour ended in the basement and it was just filled to the brim with stuff and more cats. Oh, we worked together sorting through all of her items and we boxed up what was important. We bagged up all the trash and animal droppings. Yes, there were animal droppings. That's what happens when you have 20 cats. But again, I do not judge. She had asked for help. I slap on a mask and I get it done. Anyway, we hauled out an old sofa that was covered in cat hair to the curb for garbage. We got so much done that day. And by the end of the session, the client and her cats were very satisfied to have reclaimed their newly organized space. And I went home and took a shower. (laughs) On another occasion, I was working in this upscale neighborhood of Ann Arbor. And this home was gorgeous. It was beautiful. There was no clutter to be found. And the client took me downstairs into the basement, which I assumed was overflowing with stuff. But instead, it was an empty room, basically, with one card table, two boxes on top. And she basically just wanted me to be there for moral support and answer questions, which I'm totally fine with, as she went through this box of stuff. It was just old mittens, little toys, paperwork, And she didn't really disclose where it all came from, but she just wanted me to be there while she went through it. And while I was there, she asked if I would just check this box of markers to see if it was worth saving. So I just uncapped markers, drew lines on paper to see if it worked, threw the ones that didn't work away. And to me, it seemed like a very menial job, especially with some of the mountains of clutter that I've tackled in the past. But In the end, this client, she painstakingly sorted through her memory boxes and she was satisfied that she had done it herself and maybe she wouldn't have done it if I wasn't there. She was also very happy about the markers. (laughs) I've also had the opportunity to work for many clients with unique situations who were brave enough to ask for help and were very happy that they did in the end. Most people say, I wish I would have just done this sooner. One client gave me a tour of her home, which ended in a basement that was filled with, I kid you not, actual giant koi ponds, like fish. They were giant fish. Another person said he'd prefer not to participate with the sorting while I threw away cans of corn from 1994 um, because that was the year his father had died. And sometimes there are these deeper issues that people have, and it's helpful to ask for help. I've worked in homes where cats hissed at me while I sorted through their treasures, where I have categorized expired beauty products in these giant mansions just so the client could see them all before they're thrown away. I don't ask a lot of questions. And I've worked in tiny 800 square feet homes in rundown areas of Detroit with, I kid you not, loaded guns in the closet just in case. Yep, that's happening. True story. It doesn't matter 
How much money you have, though, where you live, how many problems you've faced, or how many urns you have on top of your fridge, we all need help. And there's no problem too big or too small that you can't muster up the courage to reach out to someone else to help you solve your problems so you can live a better life. Who could you ask for help today? And now it's my very favorite part of the day. It's time for our timer task. The time where today you're going to literally sit down for a minute, maybe five minutes, and maybe write down a list of one or two or three things that you've been putting off. It's not something that's going to take you a lot of time to do. You just haven't had the motivation to do it. Pick that thing, set a timer. Either physically set a timer on your watch or your phone for 5 minutes, 10 minutes, 15, maybe 30 minutes, and start that task. We're just looking to get it started, not finish it. It would be great if you could finish it, but we're just looking to get that task started so you have the motivation to get going and maybe finish If it's a big room full of stuff, you won't finish. That's okay. But at least you started today and tomorrow you can set your timer again. What's my timer task today? Thanks for asking. We are adopting a cat today. I never thought I would say those words, but it's happening. So my timer task today is to clean out under the laundry tub because that is where a litter box is going. I don't know anything about cats. So I'm also going to set some time aside today to research what I need to buy for this kitty. I'm sure you will be hearing about this cat in future episodes. This is what a pandemic does to people. Anyway, good luck with your timer task. I'm off to buy a cat. (laughs) That's all for this week. Hopefully you are able to ask for a little bit of help today if you need it. Maybe even help with your time or task. Who knows? Next week, tune in with your kids. We have an episode just for them. Well, thanks for joining us this week on the Unclutter It Mommy and Me podcast. I'm Bridget. And I'm Briella. Have a fantastic rest of your week and good luck getting organized, mamas. Remember, the most important part of organizing is making the time to do it and actually getting started. That's all for this week. Happy Happy organizing. organizing!